Good morning, Jamie. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Uh, we have so much to get to this morning, and we are going to talk about the Giveathon all morning long, give you so many opportunities at any time you want to jump in and donate to Phoenix Children's Hospital and the great work that they are doing there. Some very moving stories again today that you're going to hear. So thanks for being here. Hope you can stick around for a while. Coming up at 9.05, we are going to speak with the uh, with the head of communications for the Phoenix Firefighters Union. Um, and uh, that's, that's coming up at 9.05, so it should be an interesting conversation about staffing issues at Phoenix Fire. We often talk about police when it comes to public safety and staffing issues, but the Phoenix Fire Department getting dangerously low on employees and response times are climbing, and every second counts in a medical or a fire emergency. So we'll talk about that coming up at 9.05. I want to start this morning with something significant that I was a big supporter of there, and it's been uh, fairly divisive when it comes to Arizona politics, uh, especially when it comes to schools, and that is on school choice. Um, Governor Ducey yesterday, uh, yesterday signing into law a piece of legislation that d- dramatically expands school choice for parents around the state of Arizona, and I want you to hear just a little bit of what was said at this signing ceremony. Arizona parents have more options and resources to take their kids to a school that fits their educational needs. Under House Bill 2853, our educational savings accounts will be available to all K-12 students across the state. So there are a few reasons why I've been a big proponent of this, and I think all of us, uh, you have to look at the cause and effect of things. Um, When parents started asking questions about the way schools were operating, A, they've got every right to do that. Now, I'm I'm not big on being rude and forceful, but parents have every right to ask, every right to ask and inquire and demand. They are the customer. We are talking about their children. Uh, you've been hearing the audio from the El Mirage Elementary School where parents and cops got into a huge battle um, because parents were trying to save their children. I'm not saying the way the pa- parents handled it was the right way, but I guarantee you there's even people in law enforcement that understand it. That after what happened in Uvalde, and here's what the, here's the situation with this. When parents feel their children are in danger or in need, they are going to act. If you want to turn a parent into an activist, do something that hurts their child in their opinion. And that's what you are going to get. So parents around Arizona and around the country began to go to school board meetings and began to ask questions about why is this teacher, whoever it is, why is this teacher talking to my students about their political beliefs in a math class? And they were getting pushback and they were being told to be quiet. They were called domestic terrorists by the National School Board Association, who later had to retract that. And even Arizona, even the state of Arizona uh, left their association with the National School Board Association. So that letter was sent to the White House. Now, the association said the White House helped with the verbiage of writing that letter. So you know that there is some people in the business of education, and that's another point of clarification that I always need to make, is that this is not about educators. This is not about teachers. This is about the politics of education, the business of education. I hate it. I love law enforcement. I am a huge supporter of law enforcement. I hate the politics inside it. I do. I don't care. 
You know, I, I don't I don't care if you are a liberal cop or a conservative cop, a liberal firefighter or a conservative firefighter. And I don't care about your politics if you're a teacher. What you do is an amazing service to your community. And I believe that about all those professions, including education. My problem is the business of education. My problem is the industry that it's turned into. So here are some examples of the cause and effect and why these things are happening. I want you to hear this. This is um, – this is uh, about schools talking about – this is out of Florida in a school district and what was being said about one black mother who is fighting for school choice and parental rights. Um, in the videos or in the images that um, Dan shared with you, my opponents, both of them, um, or in all, really in all of it, she's pretty high level with um, local Moms for Liberty. So we have Keisha King, uh, April Carney is my opponent, Tia Best. Um, there's another one that has a, a child with special needs, um, and they often will sort of parade her out as, um, you know, a token person because everyone is doing harmful things to children with special needs, and that's, you know, to push that um, agenda. So here you have a white member of the board saying that this black parent is being trotted out as a token. Um, excuse me? And so this was the response from the mother. This is the black mother in her response to what this woman said. Hi, this message is for Elizabeth Anderson. I saw your little video that you did with your Beaches Activist Movement group, and I saw where you called some black people tokens. Now, Elizabeth, I know that you don't believe that black people can think on their own and know what to believe on their own and critically think all on their own, that we need white people to come and say something for us. We can't possibly want to advocate for our own young by so let me let me pause that there. So this woman is is saying what a lot of people say, which is you don't think I can think for myself. Someone has to think for me. I'm put up to this. These are parents that are saying we have the right to have our children educated the way we wish. And the school boards are saying things like, well, this woman is being trotted out or the child is because they're a token person. And so here in Arizona, we have the same thing that goes on in some school districts. And parents are fighting back and pushing back, and I think changes are going to happen. In Fairfax County, Virginia, they have brought back mask mandates in the classrooms. The school district has mask mandates. So here we are um, with all the data about COVID-19 and the spread of COVID-19 and the dangers to young people or the lack of danger to young people about serious illness or death. And the school district just arbitrarily makes this decision, and the parents are stuck. Now, if you're in Arizona, the, with the expansion of this ESA, of this scholarship program, there is money available for working class families, and they have options now. You control the tax dollars to get your child the best education that you believe your child can have. And you're going to hear all this stuff about accountability, and there's no accountability for the money, and there's no oversight. Well, I would push back and say this. There is no oversight of school dollars right now. What I mean by that is the state of Arizona allocates education dollars to the school districts, and the school districts are largely autonomous of how they divide that money up and what's best for their district. So they pay, they, they assign and pay for any curriculum they want. There's no oversight of any of that. So they can teach anything they want that that school board comes up with. That's not oversight of dollars, and that's what they're complaining about with these other parents.
and with these other schools. There are going to be these schools that pop up that are not going to be good for kids. And I will tell you, I believe that that is partially true. As with anything else, you're going to have scam artists to try to scam you. But to believe that parents aren't going to seek out uh, recommendations and, and get references before they send their children somewhere, the idea that you care more about their child's education than they do is just not true with 99% of parents. So there isn't a lot of oversight. The school districts are autonomous. When money is given for teacher raises, that doesn't mean that all of the money that was assigned to that district for raises, that increase, is going to go to teacher raises. Doesn't mean that at all. The school districts have autonomy. So they want autonomy because they are the education experts. They want autonomy because that's their job. The government shouldn't be telling the education system what to do. You shouldn't be telling them what to teach. You shouldn't be telling them how to teach. You shouldn't be doing any of those things. Oh, but wait a minute. Now we're going to give parents to choose a different district if they don't like what you choose. And now you want oversight of those dollars. And parents are seeing it. And coming from a working class background like I have, watching this happen in real life in my family. I went to a good public school. My brother Tom, we both went to the same public high school. Same public high school. My youngest brother got a scholarship to a school like a brophy. Scholarship kid. We had no money. We were, my, my, my mother was broke. And he got to go to a prep school that focused on academics, where academic excellence was expected, where the kids pushed each other, the parents pushed the kids, the school pushed the kids for academic excellence. My brother's the first person in our family to go to college, graduate from college, and he graduated with honors. There's nature and there's nurture. There's two things together. And in my family, that worked. We would have never been able to afford that school ever, ever, ever for my brother. It was a scholarship program. Well, now you've got parents that have kids that are brilliant. You have kids in working class families that are that are um, in public schools that are falling behind and they're falling behind because what's happening in that public school is not right for them. And so there's options now. How in the world is any of this bad? The answer is it isn't. It breeds competition. Competition breeds excellence. And now the school districts are going to have to cater to the parents a little bit more, no matter what you believe. And if you believe on a lot of these curriculums and you're in a school district that doesn't, you can take your child into another district. Or you can take your child to a charter school that believes what you believe. You can take your child to a private school. You can homeschool, micro school, all of these other things, and the financial support is going to be there. I don't understand how anybody could think that this is a bad thing. I just don't get it. Coming up this morning, a very special opportunity for you in the uh, Giveathon for Phoenix Children's Hospital presented by your Valley Hyundai dealers and auction Indian community. All that's happening in just a couple of moments. The Giveathon for Phoenix Children's is presented by your Valley Hyundai dealers and the auction Indian community. KTAR News 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. Give us on on the Mike Broomhead Show. It is uh, it is an emotional week for everybody here at KTAR News. We've got a room full of people in our building this week, or I should say this year, the Desert Financial Phone Bank is right here in our building. So I have to go into the room full of people that are sitting by the phones waiting for your calls. It is a great partnership in this community between our corporate partners and with people like you that are donating to keep Phoenix Children's Hospital going. Um, it is such an, uh, a, a privilege to be a part of this and at least be a voice for this during the show. So right Right now, I want you to hear from the people at Discover with a check presentation. Oh, my name is Greg Carfagna, and I'm with Discover. 
We're excited to be part of this year's Give-A-Thon. Discover has been a proud sponsor of Phoenix Children's for over 20 years now. Today, we are happy to present a check to Phoenix Children's for $20,000. At Discover, honoring our values of doing the right thing and collaboration, we work with community partners like Phoenix Children's to provide critical support and resources in the cities and states where we operate and beyond. We are encouraging the community to call the phone bank at 602-933-4567 and help us raise $2 million for Phoenix Children's. On behalf of Discover, thank you, Phoenix Children's, for providing the best health care for our children and their families. Because when it comes to the future of our children, moments count. That is an amazing, generous donation, and I want you to hear why we're doing this. Another one of the Madame Holmes stories of hope. After a normal pregnancy, Gia was born with an extremely rare neurodegenerative de- degenerative disorder. Uh, only five other children are known to have this exact same mutation. From the moment Gia was born, she required around-the-clock care. Gia was a fighter and an inspiration to others. This is Gia's story. I'm Angela Capello. I'm Jeremy Capello, and this is Gia's story. We had a completely normal pregnancy. Everything was fine until the moment Gia was born, and then our world spiraled out of control. Gia, unfortunately, had one of the most severe variants of KIF-1A. It's a rare neurodegenerative disorder. It can rob children uh, their ability to see, walk, talk. It is something that just happened, and we still don't know why. They put her in a little incubator, and the ambulance took her to Phoenix Children's. I was just so scared, and our GI doctor could see that and looked at me and hugged me and was like, we're going to figure this out. There has been five children that have had her exact mutation. Most of them pass away anywhere from 11 months to about three years of age. She was 24-7 care. Mm -hmm. We saw a lot of doctors. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the doctors and the staff at PCH became extended members of our family. We were, unfortunately, one of those families that had to make really awful decisions, but can look back and we have the best memories of her Mm -hmm. because of the staff at PCH. They were really in it with us. We're going to figure this out. We're going to make her as comfortable as we possibly can. The child life specialists became my best friends. Because of that, we have so many beautiful memories with Gia. Truly remarkable to see that love with Gia. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah. I hope we get to heaven. It looks at us all like we're kids. Shameless and painless and perfect in ages. Forgives all the wrong. When life 
kind of gets hard. It's really not that hard when you put things into perspective of what our daughter went through. She was a fighter. She was. We almost lost her several times. Mm-hmm. And as weak as she was, she was so strong. To me, she's an inspiration. I can see her inspiring our other children as well. Gia. She's an inspiration. To hear parents talk about the loss of a child, but at the same time, talk about the great care and comfort and the friendships they built with the people at Phoenix Children's Hospital is such a great example of why we're doing this. If you want to support families like this, that when a crisis comes up, an illness of a child, that there is a place like Phoenix Children's, now is the time to do it. Um, let me explain something here. The, what you are hearing right now is the match music. Right now, it is the Panda Express triple match, which means you are going to triple any donation that you make right Right now, call the Desert Financial Phone Bank 602-933-4567. That's 602-933-4567. Or you can text the word GIVE to 411-923. Any do- donation you make right now, large or small, is going to be tripled during this time from the good people at Panda Express. If you want to triple your investment, please give us a call now. Let's get that phone bank busy. That is the train teddy bear express express your chance to be a champion of hope. If you donate $20 a month, $240 for the year, you are a champion of hope. There will be a teddy bear delivered to one of these children at Phoenix Children's Hospital in your name. It really changes the whole attitude of the family. It is such a nice thing to do, and you can be a part of it for just $20 per month. That's $240 for the year if you can afford it. Be a champion of hope. We're going to have so many opportunities this morning, but during this triple match, now is the time to triple your investment in Phoenix Children's Hospital. Once again, the Desert Financial Phone Bank number is 602-933-4567. That's 602-933-4567. Or you can text GIVE to 411-923. Gatos joins me in a moment. It's the Big Q poll question of the day. So please stick around. The Gatos Big Q poll question brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. Hey, good morning, Gatos. I'm here. Are you crushing it for the giveathon for the kids? We, I tell you what, we were we are right in the middle of that triple match from Panda Express. So the phones, I hope, are rocking in the other room. Isn't it kind of cool? The phone bank is here in the building. It is. Chad and I went down twice during the show just to say hi, thank some yep. folks, and yeah, there are a lot of people working hard, man. Yeah, it's great. Uh, it's great. Yeah, my, my wife was down there yesterday answering phones. Uh, she likes to get in the middle of that whole thing, too. So uh, it was it was kind of a cool day yesterday. We got the whole week. So, yeah, I went I went in there this morning and there were a couple of uh, a couple of people wearing the Broomhead Action Alliance T-shirts that were in the room. It was a fun uh, room. It was cool. I never got one. Well, just I'll, I'll get you one. I don't know if I want to put your name on. I don't know if I want to wear your name. <laughs> uh, I'm just being honest. I, I, I was, was thinking. I was. I was, I was thinking like a rag or something around the house. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's, that's what'll happen. Is you'll post a picture of it, washing your car with it or something. Well, that would be an upgrade from what I was thinking to do. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> I was trying to keep it fa- family friendly. Well, I didn't say anything. <laughs> you said didn't... you didn't get a T-shirt. Then you well, said I... all the horrible things you'd do with if you got one. Well, I kind of cloaked it a little bit. I thought I'd be nice. <laughs> well, I've got not so nice of a question. All right, let's hear it. It's, it's uh, you know, we got, uh, we got bulletproof uh, backpacks, and the sales of them are on the rise. Yep. Okay. 
so they're designed to look like regular backpacks, yeah. but they can protect against different types of ammunition. Would you buy one for your child? I really would like to know if if Arizona parents are buying these things. I, I, I don't know. I saw a video on... Uh, I think it was Twitter, and it was it was like a five or six year old kid with this backpack, and mom was uh, really you know showing him how to use it, and hey, what if the teacher says this, and like really preparing him for a school shooting. I'm thinking that that six year old is going to be scarred. So I don't know if these things are good or bad. I, I don't know. I don't know, man. Did you buy one for your kid? No, I haven't. You know, I've got I've got I've got grandkids in the school system right now, and it's not even come up. It's never come no. up. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're going to talk about it a little bit. I mean, who are the people that are buying these? If sales are on the rise, that mean a lot of people are buying these or no one bought them before. And now eh, just a few people are buying yeah. them. Yeah. I, I don't know the answer to the question. I don't either. I, I, it's funny. I would love to know when they say sales are on the rise. You're right. Where did they start from and where are they? Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to do some research. I'm going to figure it out. And I'll only tell you if you give me a T-shirt. I'll, you can have a T-shirt anytime you want one. You just got to promise me you're not going to do anything vile with it that you're going to show anybody. Well, oh, then no. No, then you can get one if you want one, but I'm not going to get it for you. All right. It won't be vile. Okay. Just give me one, and it won't be vile. I'll, I'll hang it up in my house. It'll be fun. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll see look at I'll, it every day in the morning before I come on. I'll see what I can do. All right. Thanks, man. All right, Gatos. Talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> See ya. The Big Q poll question of the day is brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. An interesting conversation happening just after 9 o'clock. We've talked very, very often about the shortage of police officers in the city of Phoenix and the danger. Shootings are up. Maricopa County's had more homicides uh, so far. They've set records for homicides, I think, in the month of July. We're going to talk with someone named P.J. Dean from Phoenix Fire Department. And they're being under their staffing issues and what's happening with Phoenix Fire and the dramatic difference of time of response when it comes to fires and when it comes to accidents and medical issues. It is staggering. So we're going to talk public safety with someone from the Phoenix Fire Department. That's coming up here in just a few more moments. You're going to want to stick around for it.